You're listening to Mission Lab. Mission Lab. From our living new man, Ben Here's our parents, Sean and Camille Brace. My name's Camille Brace, and you're listening to Mission Lab, and I'm here with my husband, Sean, and you're listening to episode 32, which is entitled, Give Me the Bible. So we have started a brand new year. Uh, Welcome to 2018. And this year, as you make uh, resolutions or maybe make uh, different changes in your life uh, based on the direction where you want to go, we're looking at how to involve the Bible more in that. Yeah. And one of the reasons why this topic is important to me and it catches my attention is because as I've looked back on our episodes, it seems as though we have maybe not been explicit in our promotion of the scriptures. And I think there is a tendency within some branches of Christianity to diminish scripture. And maybe one could, uh, get that impression from what we're saying. I know sometimes in our missional community gatherings as well, uh, sometimes it feels like we're just like a support group and, you know, we'll have scripture that we want to study. And then it's like, well, we'll get to that if we have time. And so I've just been more conscious and deliberate and wanting to be intentional about making sure that scripture is what forms our witness uh, scripture is what forms our identity, our discipleship, our mission, and uh, in our discipling of others. And so I kind of wanted to put this topic in uh, two categories. Um, the first one is what is the role of scripture in the life of the disciple and the community? And then number two, What is the role of Scripture in discipling others? Um, And maybe those who are just coming to understand faith or uh, God or Christ. And so I just wanted to tackle those two two topics, those two questions, as we uh, proceed with this uh, question of, give me the Bible, question mark. Um, For the first part, I would say that there's basically, for a while, been kind of two attitudes within Christianity as far as the role of Scripture and the Bible, which are, of course, the same thing. The Bible, Scripture, we'll use those words interchangeably. Um, but there's kind of been two attitudes, which is the first attitude is right doing is more important than right believing, And that kind of puts a premium on living the right way. And it's not as important what you believe. Um, The other attitude, of course, is right believing is more important than right doing. And it's almost as though those who are, quote unquote, Bible believing Christians um, say, oh, what matters is you have the right information, you have the right teaching, you have the right beliefs, you have the right doctrine. And again, we oftentimes tend to uh, err on one side or the other. 
And so, of course, what we want to proclaim is that it's not one or the other. It's both. It's both. Yeah, it's both. And I because to be so far in one direction with the right only right doing or the only right believing um, just tends to lead uh, create challenges within your Christian faith because yeah. when you're right doing it focuses so much on works and mm. oh, I've got to do this and I've and I've got to do this and um, you know make sure I you know do 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 and then I think with just right uh, believing sometimes we kind of just throw out all the rules and regulations and the good works uh yeah so that can create challenges as well it's it's unbalanced and so yeah theoretically right believing should lead to right doing and uh so all that relates to the fact that as we read scripture that is hopefully uh going to uh, change who we are. Um, and I think this is, and this is going to be a little technical here for a minute, but, uh, so I'll let Sean do the yeah, talking. So, so some who have encountered the missional movement, when we talk about missional communities, when we talk about missional church, um, some have sort of confused the missional movement with the emerging movement, the emerging church movement, which is actually not much of a movement anymore, but that's another story. But because um, the missional movement has placed a huge emphasis on right doing, and we say we need to live out the gospel, not just believe the gospel. And so people hear that, and they hear the emerging uh, church, which basically posited or said that it doesn't really matter what you believe. It doesn't matter if you have the right information. What matters is what you do. And so I think the emerging church uh, was right in trying to get us back to recognizing that we have to live out these ideas and not just, you know, believe in some abstract concepts. Um, But I think maybe paint and broad strokes. They kind of threw the baby out with the bathwater. But the point is, we do want to correct ourselves and not just be so focused on the right information. We want to also live out that right information. And so I think, you know, some people put it this way. We want to not only do Bible studies, we want to be about Bible doing, not just Bible study, Bible doing. I think that's a really, really important um, distinction and uh, correct. So what do you mean by Bible doing? Well, yeah, that's a great question. So um, I think one of our problems as Christians is we know the Bible really, really well. Now, some could argue, oh, boy, we, uh, we don't really know our Bibles as well as we used to. But, I mean, we will, like, hearing a, a good sermon, for example— is like crack cocaine to many Christians. It's like, oh man, we could just sit there all day and listen to someone break down the word and we're just so overwhelmed and we get excited and then we go out and what do we do? Nothing. Sin. Nothing. <laughs> we sin. That's one way of putting it. Um, and so it's like we know better than we live. And obviously that's, that's probably going to be a reality no matter what. But... Um, 
what yeah, what we so often do is we'll 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 study our brains out and we'll know the scriptures inside and out, and then we won't do what the scriptures tell us to do. So it's like it's almost as if we need less Bible study and more Bible doing. Now, again, we don't want to get away from scripture, but we just want to make sure that we're not just hearing the word, as the book of James says, and not doing the word. Um, so if we come across a scripture that you know invites us to, to participate in the admonition, we want to say, okay, God, we want to stop right here. We don't want to read anymore. We don't want to study anymore until we have surrendered and followed you in this particular uh, invitation. So just don't be about listening to the word, but be about doing the word. Now, again, we want to be saturated in that word because if we are Christ followers, we need to be uh, a community that is uh, absorbed in the word because where else can we know Christ but the word, right? Okay, so that's the first uh, kind of question is what role does Scripture play in the life of the disciple in the community? And obviously, as Camille said, it's a new year. I'm not a big person on resolutions, but... Um, but I think it's always good at the start of a year to kind of like... I like to assess um, where I want to be and what the last year looked like and things that I can improve on. Um, I don't necessarily set, you know, like concrete, but just kind of like get a fresh start, get a new beginning is always, I think, um, helpful. Yeah. And yeah. And so I, I, uh, will be spending a lot of time in the word. I'm planning probably to spend the first three months and read the Bible from cover to cover. A couple of years ago, I, I read the whole Bible in one month. You remember that? That was a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this year I'll be more modest and do it in just uh, three months. But anyway, so that's the first question. Uh, the first question, what role is it in the life of the disciple and the life of the community of disciples? And then secondly, what role does the Bible play in discipling others? I think, um, I think that our particular community of faith, the Seventh-day Adventist Church, we have placed such a huge emphasis on getting people into Bible studies. And we have these lessons and these study guides, and we think, okay, I just got to somehow figure out a way to get people to do Bible studies with me. And I would say that, first of all, we have to remember that life is, is, the, Bible is the Bible study. And what do we mean by that? Well, I know we've talked about it before, but before someone's going to become interested in reading a book they know nothing about or only know maybe a little bit about, uh, they're going to want to see the changes that it's made within your own life and within your own heart. And people recognize actions first. And if you're proclaiming to be a Christian, or if, you know, Sean's telling people that his profession is a pastor, um, it's been a really amazing to me, and I may have mentioned this before, just how much people are observing you. Um, and I really hadn't thought about it. I know when, you know, we tell our kids or we, or I was told when I was little, like, oh, you know, people are watching you have good behavior or whatever, but it's really, truly amazing how much people are, um, taking in as to the type of marriage that Sean and I have, or how we're raising our kids or how we discipline them. Um, and that speaks so much more to where they are at right now than to shove some pamphlets, um, you know, in their mailbox or... Or try to get them to, hey, let's come sit down study and have the Bible. Bible study. Yeah. Now, you know, at perhaps 
that will come later on down the road um, as they've seen how Christ is working and has worked in your life. And um, But it's not something that needs to be pushed right away because I think what happens a lot is when we, when we make that our goal, then that seems like the only goal we have for that friendship that we've developed mm-hmm. with that person. And that's definitely not what we don't want. And if those people aren't ready to do a Bible study, then it's almost kind of like, okay, well, I'll move on to the next person. Yeah, yeah. And I would just say that traditionally, and this is kind of something that we are learning as we go, because we do want people to come and encounter the scriptures. We do want them to encounter Christ, right, as we are discipling them. I mean, that's that's the way you make disciples is by getting them into the word and the word changing you. And there's power in the word. I do firmly believe that, that it is the word of God. Um, But what is the traditional uh, approach in the past is we usually get, and we've talked about this before, but we usually, the only method we've used before is we usually get people who come to us and at the moment of contact, they are right there, ready to get into the Bible. And they're like, okay, we want to learn truth. And so we go, okay, here's a set of lessons. Let's go through them. But we've discovered that when you go the route of discipleship and you and you invest in people and you do life with them and you meet them where they are, they're not necessarily banging your door down to have you explain what the Bible says. Remember, slow is the new fast. Slow is the new fast. So they're not coming primed when you meet them. If you're if you're with a coworker, if you're with your neighbor, your point of contact with them is not their question about what does the Bible say. Your point of contact is, hey, um, here's some cookies, and at that point, they have no interest probably in in what the Bible says about whatever the subject is. Or your point of contact is, hey, our two kids play soccer together. Let's, you know, let's have you over for dinner. So the 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 opening wedge is not the Bible. Unlike, again, our community of faith has placed a, a huge emphasis, and it's not wrong. It's just kind of one single method. But uh, our our traditional method has been people coming to meetings where they are already trying to learn more about the Bible, or they're sending in cards that say, I want to learn more about the Bible. So in the, um, in the event, which, uh, which is probably the most likely scenario that 99% of the people that we're going to enter into life with, they are not already explicitly saying, what does the Bible say about X? Now, Again, that 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 place will come, but the point is, a lot of it is going to be just very organic and spontaneous, and you may not even have your Bible with you. And and even though, um, you know, people, especially in the in the region where we are, this would not apply to probably the the southern half of the U.S. But um, it's a very secular culture, as we stated, and as you know, everyone in the U.S. has used, has heard of Jesus. Um, may, they may not know a lot about him, but they do know what Christianity stands for. So when they know that you're a Christian, they at least the the minimum that they know is that being a Christian, they say that they are nice, loving people. So that may be their only basis 
And the only knowledge they have about Christianity is that, well, Christians say they're supposed to be nice and loving. So if you can't even display that... Mm, um, That's a terrible Bible study. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. If you can't even display that in the first few times of meeting them, or you're more concerned about, you know, getting this book of prophecy or Bible study to them than, you know, maybe giving them a ride um, when they really need it or uh, helping watch their kids uh, if, you know, they're in a jam or um, whatever it may be. And it doesn't always necessarily mean like um, helping someone else out. It can also just mean like, you know, like we've talked about doing life, being friends, being that support community um, and so on. Yeah. So part of the idea of life is the Bible study is, number one, as Camille said, the way we live is a witness to Christ and the scriptures. And then just as I said, in the spontaneous rhythms of life, when you're sitting around, you know, hanging out and playing games with one another, board games, or when you are at the soccer field or you are on the uh, trail running with your friend, like... The classic example I give is one of our neighbors. We would go running, and inevitably, every single time we would run, we would start talking about, and this is a, a person who is unchurched. They, they're they basically agnostic. Um, we would just start talking about, hey, what is what do, what do you believe? And so I would basically, in two or three-minute snippets, I would give him uh, a little quick Bible study, if you will, while we're jogging. And then I would just leave it and we keep moving on. And so it's like, don't underestimate the power of the spontaneous, um, organic conversations. And that's why we want to be saturated. That's why we want to be gospel fluent. That's why we want to be able to know how to speak the gospel to every situation, not in an annoying way, not in a way that is uh, trying to squeeze it in there somehow unnaturally, but, um, but just in the normal everyday rhythms of life. So that's what I would say about the kind of spontaneous, um, organic, natural life is the Bible study type thing. And then I would just say, secondly, um, is when we get to that place where we have people that we sense are more open to and hungry for truth, you know, I'm going to put truth in air quotes here because, uh, and this is a whole other podcast, but sometimes we limit our definition of truth to simply be intellectual information. But what I mean by this in this context is that very thing. When people are open to and hungry for intellectual information about God that hopefully by his grace will penetrate and become emotional and psychological and relational reality, um, how do we do that? And I would, one thing that I've been uh trying out and, and finding to be enjoyable is the people that we're doing life with, the people we're discipling, we say, hey, would you have any interest in in going into the scriptures with, with me? And um, we're going to just find a book of the Bible, and we're going to um, go through it together. And once a week, we'll get together and we'll talk about a chapter. And I found these four questions and you'll want to write these down, but I'll put them in our show notes. Uh, these four questions are really, really good. As you're going through Scripture, it kind of gives some guidance. So you're not just trying to uh, 
have them go through scripture so you can prove your doctrinal points. You want the Holy Spirit to allow, uh, you want to allow the Holy Spirit to have free reign. And I think these questions give some direction, but not too, you know, not, they're not too controlling, but number one, who is God? Were you going to say something? No, no, you weren't. Number one, who is God? Number two, what has he done? Number three, who am I in light of what he's done? And number four, how do I live? So we have those questions that focus on God and the gospel and what he's done independent of what I've done or or what I'm supposed to do. And then we have the question of our identity uh, based upon what he's done for us. And then we do have that you know, very important application question of, okay, in light of all this, how do I live? And by the way, these questions were taken from Jeff Vanderstelt. Uh, but anyway, I found those to be helpful. We can maybe spend some more time in the future breaking that down a little bit more. But that's just one way uh, that we can study Scripture together and allow the Holy Spirit to take control of our conversations. I would also say another option which I have found to be um, good as well is there's a set of lessons called Truth Link Bible Study Lessons that are produced and, and uh, written by our good friend Ty Gibson. And those are the ones that I would recommend the most. If there's somebody who says, okay, I want to just have a straight, you know, systematic set of Bible studies. Um, I want to just know the gospel. I would highly recommend those uh, sets of lessons. Well, there's not too many lessons that I would, uh, that I would promote, but those ones I definitely would. So does this make sense, Camille? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah, just just to recap, um, Scripture needs to be and will be and will want it to be. This is not like a thou shalt do this as though you know it's some work, but we will want Scripture to be at the center of our community life, and we as our as as we are disciples of Jesus in our personal lives, and then as we disciple others, we will want Scripture to be at the foundation of our our discipleship relationships and and uh we can go through scripture together with those four questions in mind or we can study truth link series or um you know you may find other uh lessons that also work but they need to be gospel centered so anyway um happy new year camille we had a good though tiring and somewhat um straining christmas vacation that produced some sickness in yeah it was just the sickness that uh kind of slowed everyone down we had a good good family time as i hope you guys did as well um i've gone through this episode without coughing which is amazing yes probably because you were talking so much (laughs) well that would usually create more coughing but Anyway, Anyway, um, so if you have any ideas for some podcasts that you are wanting to hear or more topics that uh, you would like us to present on, we'd love to hear your ideas, questions. We'd love to answer them um, in one of our podcasts uh, or any feedback if you think some of our um, ideas are heretical. Well, ideas have been... um, 
you know, gone over too much or we repeat ourselves too much or whatever it may be. We'd love so to you hear want your us feedback. So write in and say, you talk about that too much, so talk about it more. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying, you know, give other ideas or, you know, just topics that you're be, be interested that in hearing about. to you. So. Yeah. SeanBrace at gmail.com. One of these times we are going to have a show, which we are just completely focused on answering questions from our listeners and uh, we'll put a date out for that and have you write in so that we can uh, not do anything else but that. So SeanBrace at gmail.com, MLab Podcast on Twitter, and uh, that's pretty much it. Have a great new year. Thank you for listening to Mission Lab. Our theme song is Portland Hike by Tiny Music. Additional editing by Chris Ogay. Follow us on Twitter at MLabPodcast.